Hello and welcome to another episode of the Solo Collective podcast. My name's Matt Saunders and I am your host. I am a coach to freelancers and creative agency owners. And in this episode, I want to talk about how we tend to label ourselves in this sector, whether you are a freelancer or a solopreneur or a classic entrepreneur, or whether you actually call yourself just a straight up business owner. I think that the way we talk about ourselves and the labels that we give ourselves fundamentally dictate the way that we show up. And so I'm going to talk about what I see as the key difference between a freelancer and a business owner. And I want you to think about where you are at the moment in your own journey as a self-employed person, as someone who is doing their own thing, who doesn't have a boss. Think about where you are and where you want to get to. And the point of this episode is really to kind of drive home the idea that when you strike out on your own, you are essentially and fundamentally responsible for your life, not just your business, but your income, your relationships, and yeah, your entire life. You're responsible for that. You haven't got anybody watching over you, telling you where to go, who to work with, what to do. You haven't got anybody giving you a paycheck at the end of each month. And so what you have, if you want it, is total freedom. But I think the problem that many of us face in this sector as self-employed people is we're not really sure what to do with that freedom. And so we often defer to others to tell us what to do. Now, I used to do this for many years. I had a very deeply held employee mindset, which means that even though I was in complete control of my time, theoretically, and in complete control of what I could earn, theoretically, I was still deferring very much to my clients, almost as bosses. I was almost looking to be led and managed even by my clients in the same way that I had been by bosses in the past. So there's no criticism with this. this I'm not going to have a go at anybody if this is the kind of state that your mindset is in at the moment. But let's think about how we can move forward and take control of our time, take control of our business, take control of our income and build the kind of working life that we imagined before we actually started out on this journey. Okay, so I want to go back in time to when I started freelancing. And even though the market has shifted quite significantly since then, there does seem to be a fundamental truth that still plays out to this day. And that is the sort of power dynamic between those hiring, you know, those looking for uh, talent and resource and those looking for work. And so I would be on all the job boards, you know, people per hour, fiverr.com, those kinds of sites, freelancer.com all day, every day, I would be, you know, sending out applications. I'll be looking on social media for when people were posting that they were looking for designers. And then I would comment on the post and, you know, invariably I would be ignored. Like I wouldn't get any responses from that, whether it was a direct application or uh, a comment on somebody's post. And yeah, this can be a really tiring and demoralizing way of working, right? So what we got to think about is the difference between the people who behave in that way and the people who don't really struggle 
to gain high quality clients. So I moved from being somebody who was always kind of looking for work, if you like, applying for work to someone who had clients come to them. And the core difference was that I shifted from selling my skills to selling a solution. And it's a very, very different proposition. The actual work itself, in my case, website design, didn't really change. It was the way that it was packaged and presented that changed. So if you've ever been in a situation where a client is asking you, can you do this? Can you do that? And it always feels like you're the one sort of being interviewed and you're responding with, oh yeah, I can do that. I've got years of experience in this particular area. And you're almost putting together a CV. Well, a CV or a resume, if you like, is what employees do. It is the, that is the document that they use to sell themselves. A business owner sells themselves in a very different way. A business owner sells themselves by packaging together their skill sets and their experience into a solution that they know is going to provide a very specific outcome for their clients. So let's take the example of the website designer developer. Web developer A comes to you and they say, oh, I can do HTML, CSS, PHP, uh, I've got experience in these different JavaScript frameworks, and this is my day rate. Cool. That's your classic contractor slash freelancer slash employee mindset at work. It is somebody who is looking at their skills and selling their skills to be used as a resource for that company. Now, web developer B comes to the table with a completely different proposition. They say something along the lines of, I can help companies just like yours to achieve these goals. So in my case, I set up a business to help charities raise more money online. The underlying deliverable was the same. It was a WordPress website with a series of predefined plugins that I knew were going to support that goal. But the point is that the proposition was packaged very, very differently. And so when a prospective client got in front of me, it was a no brainer because they were talking to other web developers and they were all talking about their skills. And maybe they were talking about stuff like user experience design, um, you know, really great customer support through the CMS that they use and all this sort of stuff. Like that's all valuable. Of course it is. But actually, if you really, really want to land with a potential client, then you talk about the kind of solutions that you provide for them and the impact that that's going to have. It's a much better sales conversation and it's a much easier sell as well. So if I was to go back in time and speak to myself when I started freelancing, I would give, I would give myself three pieces of advice. I would say, first of all, get very, very clear on the sorts of businesses that you want to work with. Because at the time I was taking on all kinds of rubbish, you know, loads of different types of projects, different sectors, different sizes. Some of them were sort of contracting day rates. Others were tiny little micro businesses, individuals that had come up with some crazy ideas. Yeah, these were great learning experiences, but you know, it was something that ultimately needed to change because I wasn't moving forward and I was getting quite stressed out by my business. So what you've got to do is you've got to get very clear on the kinds of businesses that you want to work with and also the businesses that you don't want to work with so that you can weed out those bad fit clients and projects when they come your way. And the second thing to do is define very specifically what you actually do for a client. So you don't get dragged into offering a ton of services that are outside of your comfort zone or outside of your area of expertise. I once had a web developer client who asked me if I could run paid ads to the website. And 
just through sheer fear of losing them as a client, I said, yeah, I can do that. Now, I was transparent with them that I hadn't done this before, and they were fine with that. And I found somebody who I could outsource the work to. But, you know, it didn't perform because they weren't particularly inspired by the project. They just wanted to get some traffic to the website. I wasn't particularly knowledgeable or inspired by paid ads. I didn't really know the game and I did, didn't want to really learn much about it. And so you can see that the underlying mechanism that made this happen was fear. And so I would absolutely say to myself and anyone else who is at that stage in their business where they're being led by their clients and taking on all kinds of different types of services that they wouldn't ordinarily offer just you know saying yes all the time i would say let's start saying no more often to the stuff that sits outside of the scope of what we do get very clear on what it is that you do and what you don't do with clients so that when clients start asking you can you do this can you do that and it is not within your area of expertise you can confidently say no i don't do that but i do do these things here it is better to master a few core skills than to spread yourself too thinly and under deliver on all fronts. And it is bitter experience speaking there. Okay. So once you've got very clear on who you want to work with and what you want to do for them, the next thing is to simply bundle this into some kind of unique proposition that your clients can understand very easily. Because when they understand something easily, they can just buy it easily. Confusion and lack of clarity is what turns people off. I've been on so many portfolio sites for freelancers and even full-scale creative agencies, and there's no coherent theme. There's nothing hanging the work together, and there's no message that speaks to a specific kind of audience. And therefore, it doesn't matter how cool the work is or how high quality it is or how many awesome pictures of your cool office you have on there, it's not really going to land. Because simply put, clients are just businesses that want to make money or save money or have something happen within their business that you can help them with. So clarity of message is very, very important. And if you can then segue in an irresistible no-brainer offer, you'll have a business that serves you for many years to come. So for me, these are the main differences between a freelancer and a business owner. A freelancer behaves more like a cog in the machine. You know, they will sell their skills, they will slot in, they will sell their time at a day rate. Whereas a business owner has taken the time to build a solution, a pre-scoped product, if you like, to a very specific audience that they can then go out there and proactively sell. Even if the actual delivery process is very, very similar between the freelancer and the business owner, the way that it is packaged and presented, those are the key differences. I would really, really encourage you to explore this if being a freelancer is something you're tiring of. If you're wanting more predictability in your business, if you're wanting scale in your business, if you want to build a working life that you can actually step away from and delegate parts of it out to other professionals, building the mechanisms of a business will serve you very, very well. So I hope that that was helpful. I hope it resonates with you. If it does, go to my website, mattsaunders.uk and check out my ebook, The Dream Client Playbook. It's completely free of charge and it provides an end-to-end -end framework on how you can build your own business, how you can move from being that kind of fragile freelancer to building the foundations of your own business. So that's mattsaunders.uk. Check it out. 
Let me know what you think. You can reach me on LinkedIn. Just search my name. That's Matt Saunders. Or you can send me an email at hi at mattsaunders.uk. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please send it to one of your peers in our industry. The more people that we engage in this conversation, the more impact that we can have and the better we can make our sector for everybody. So thank you very much for your support and I'll see you on the next episode.